episode 91 presented by Datsusara. Tonight we have the all-female roundtable hosted by Halifax BJJ's Kristen Royal Fader with guests Black Belt Melissa Marie Hutchinson and Morgan Milbury. Let's do it. Hello folks, how are you? Welcome to episode 91 of FLA Exposure. Tonight we have a fantastic, I don't know why I'm so serious right now, I have no idea. It's been a long day. Anyway, hope everybody's doing great out there. Thanks to our sponsors at Datsusara. Check them out. They've been supporting us for a hell of a long time since 2014. Bags, parallel, antimicrobial, uh, made 100% of hemp and been uh, fantastic for the jiu-jitsu and MMA community. So make sure you check them out and tell them we sent you here from Eastern Canada. Anyway, we've got a great episode lined up here tonight, folks. Uh, the all-female roundtable. Uh, I couldn't really, I spoke to Christine about it. We really couldn't figure out a different name to call it. That's the best we could really come up with for now, but we will get it changed in the future. Uh, anyway, we got three females uh, from the East Coast Jiu-Jitsu scene, all super talented, all represent their gyms in, in the community very, very well and respectfully and have done a lot for the community. So uh, without further ado, let's bring on the girl uh, who's going to be hosting us, uh, moving forward, uh, the one and only uh, Christine Royal Fader. How are you, Christine? Hi, Derek. I'm great. You know, sitting here in my basement, nice and cool on a hot day. Yes. How are you? Yes, awesome. Not too bad. About doing about the same in in my hot house here. With the, just, uh, it's totally opposite, I guess, of where you are. But uh, hanging in there. And uh, thanks for doing this. I think it's going to be a fantastic episode. We got uh, a great lineup here. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, you know. Uh, I was just saying to you just a few minutes ago how um, women are often underrepresented in martial arts and combat sports, mm -hmm. especially I find in the commentary slash, you know, opinion side yeah. of things. And so, you know, you have always been one of the biggest supporters of women in sports mm -hmm. and especially combat sports. So, you know, you're just another trailblazer letting us do this tonight. <laughs> hey, well, that it's, you know, we've all kind of been involved in this community for a long time and that's what it's about. It's a, whether it's martial arts or it's what we're dealing with COVID right now or whatever the hell it is, it's worked together and we got to come together to somehow get through this. You know, like myself, I had a really kind of a shitty day here today and doing this podcast and doing this kind of, it, it makes me feel better and it, it kind of, it, it's about talking, right? So kudos to you for doing it. And, and I think it's going to grow and become a great thing. So thank you. No, thank you. I can't wait to get into it. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Why, should, All right. why not? All right, I'll leave the floor to you. All right, here we go. Let's see my girls. So All we right. have Melissa and Morgan. Melissa is a black belt out of Fredericton, New Brunswick. Black belt, I believe, in Atlantic Canada. Hi, Melissa. Hey, how you doing? And do we have Morgan here too? Is Morgan on here? There she hey. is. Hi, Morgan. Hi. Morgan is my teammate at Halifax BJJ. She is a blue belt, um, but she is a force to be reckoned with, and people know her and love her on the scene. She's one of the friendliest, nicest people, competitors, women you'll ever meet, and so I wanted to have her on because, you know, I love uh, chatting with her and her spirit, and, you know, I hope that others will <laughs> see that too. Uh, so before we get going... Um, I wanted to throw you guys, throw some stuff out to you guys first so people know who you are and what you're all about. So, Melissa, uh, let us know, like, your journey from white to black, maybe a little synopsis a little bit, and then Morgan will get to you. My journey. That's a, that's yes. a really long story, so I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to do that right now. Um, I started, uh, started uh, jiu-jitsu 13 years ago, um, so it's been, it's been a long journey. Uh, Still just starting though. I have plans. I just said before, you know, a couple minutes ago, I plan to roll right until I'm 70 or and beyond. So I'm looking forward to a long, long career. Um, got started. I was in uh, Nova Scotia when I started at Abaya um, with those guys. It was uh, Patrick Bazinet and Rowan Cunningham at the time that were the coaches. And I don't know. It was like three years in or so that uh, that John Foster took over. So that was my beginning. And then I spent some time training in Brazil and uh, trained with Team Gordo, and got uh, that was my, my purple belt um, was, was from him. And then I ended up moving straight into Fredericton from there and uh, joined up with the Team Synergy guys. And 
four years ago, uh, Dana Dickinson stepped down and asked me to, to take over, which I did. It was a dream of mine to, to do that. So he kind of yeah. offered me what I had always wanted. And so I enthusiastically said yes. And here I am. Here that is the short, I, <laughs> the short I, version. I, I, I feel like you are probably one of the only female jujitsu gym owners in Canada, let alone Atlanta, Canada. Oh, I'm. I don't know. Like I don't sole know owner. What it means, but I mean, I mean, yeah. There, I know there's more out there. Yeah, but it's a very small, small, uh, small club, so to speak. But you know, we're it's it's fantastic to like see that in your journey, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about some of your experiences and stuff. But Morgan, let us know, like, what what are what have you done in the last few years? Like, how did you start jujitsu, and what brought you to Halifax BJJ? I um. I just really wanted to do martial arts. And uh, I remember I had a, a friend that went to uh, to a gym. So I, I went to that gym and I tried it and I loved it. Um, I love how it's it's meant for a little person and it's it's meant for... Um, oh no. Women in it and, uh, but it's, I find women are the most like hardcore, like jiu-jitsu practitioners. Um, and uh, I came to I came to Halifax BJJ about eight months to a year after training, and I just I fell in love. Christine actually was the first person to talk to me, and you were so welcoming. And there were like my old gym didn't have many girls, uh, which didn't really bother me because I knew it was a, a martial art. But and then I came to Halifax BJJ, and there was a bunch of girls my size, my level, and it was just such a great atmosphere. It's like we don't care like who you are, where you come from, girl, boy, whatever. It's just come and train, you know, yeah. we're, all, we're all friends. So and it's and I, say that way. I have to say that before you even crossed paths at our gym, I refereed you in your very first tournament. And I was like, I don't ever want to go against this girl because you snapped someone's arm on an arm bar <laughs> so fast and so hard that I was like, whoa, this girl has skills. Whoa. So, you know, I already knew who you were when you came over. Um, but uh, so, you know, COVID's put a lot of things on hold in terms of like the scene and jujitsu scene. But, you know, what do you guys th are thinking about the local uh, BJJ scene we have, especially for women at this moment? Like, what are your thoughts kind of what's going on? We have a, you know, we have a, a big belt thing coming up, which is pretty cool. But I just want to hear from your perspectives. Like, what do you think? has been, you know, what do you, what do you think of the local scene, I guess, right now? Maybe Melissa, we'll start with you. Uh, well, I think it's, it's right now is really difficult for anybody who was even was thinking about starting and were, was hesitant. And I mean, most gyms are saying if they are open, it's just, it was just to existing members and no new members. So um, that's going to be intimidating for, for women for a while, I think, and um, intimidating for everybody, not just women mm -hmm. specifically. But uh, even more so, I know in our gym, we were just starting um, to get a really strong female presence. And um, I mean, they're still there. They're going to come back. They were excited. They were training hard, training well. But um, yeah, to keep that momentum going is going to be harder now that um, access is limited, really. I mean, yeah. especially for us, in, for us here in New Brunswick, um, a lot of gyms are still closed down. So Yeah, and you have some particular different challenges than we do in how in Nova Scotia explain what your challenge is in New Brunswick right now well as far as I understand it in, in, in Nova Scotia you're allowed to have like 10 person bubbles correct yes yeah yeah so you, you guys can, can operate in that capacity um, our chief medical officer of health um, has given the go-ahead for martial arts but only um, if you're you have one single training partner so each pair has to be uh. exclusive which is not like, that's not just for tonight's training that for tomorrow nights and next week. And that's like um, a marriage. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. Will you Can you imagine getting like, what if you get partnered up with somebody who like, you don't, you don't jive with that's uh, oh. that's not fair. And if you pick your own partner, there's going to be like, you know, drama associated with that. It's just hurt um, feelings, hurt feelings or, you know, stuck with somebody that's not helping you develop. There's so many, so many reasons that that's not a great idea. So for us, um, even though that is an option and, and if it gets, you know, worse comes to worse, that's, that's the way it'll have to be. 
but I know, I mean, for our team specifically, uh, we don't have a location right now. COVID uh, through when we were navigating through COVID, uh, the lockdown, we just, we couldn't keep our location, our previous location. So yeah. um, moving forward, I'm looking at lots of options. Um, our goal was to expand. So I still have that on, on the plate to expand when we do reopen, but um, yeah, for now, we are operating within these limitations set out from, from the chief medical officer. Yeah, that's a tough one. Morgan, how do yeah. you feel about the, the local scene right now? Um, I feel like it's okay. I think it's interesting to see like what the gyms are doing. I think, obviously I'm biased, but I think our gym is doing the best, um, <laughs> you know, by, by figuring out like the bubbles because we're allowed to bubble with 10 melissa so that's that's kind of weird that you guys are yeah, you're bubbles. lucky i'm envious i'm moving to halifax <laughs> <laughs> come on over yeah. but uh yeah so we we have a bubble of 10 people so it's nice we're not stuck with one person but at first i thought it was a nice break like you know sometimes you take a like a break from jujitsu whether you're injured or you're busy and and so at first it was it was a nice break to let moves and stuff sink in because i'm still learning everything um but then it's it got like oh I need I need to train I need jujitsu like other activities just weren't cutting it um so I'm really happy that our gym was allowed to safely open and I'm really thankful for all of our our instructors that work so hard to try to get as many members back in and you know they also I found made groups um feasible for other groups so you know we have two morning classes and one is for littler people one's for bigger people um so you're not just getting smashed or have bad partners or so I think we're yeah. good organiz organizational skills there. Yeah. It's it's definitely a challenge and you know I can say from the organizational part of it, like uh we're still disappointing a lot of people. And that's really hard. Like in a gym, you you want your you you work for your members. You you do everything for your students. And so when you can't do even give like someone who you know is so passionate about something even like one class a week it's it is difficult and i'm sure that weighs on you too melissa like you know the people talk about the mental health benefits of jujitsu not just like the physical benefits so you know it's it's definitely it's definitely tough um have you guys been watching the state of jujitsu you know around the world like do you follow do you read like reddit are you guys watching any like competitions they've had or uh personally not much just just the people that i keep in contact around the world and um like i have some friends in ireland and their gym is just starting to think about reopening um, i have a friend down in the eastern states and she's in the same boat it's just things are they're pretty pretty hesitant there um i have some people friends in australia also but they they've gone ahead they've been training for about a month now so i think it's all over the board depending on uh, your location and how how severe the situation is in your area yeah what about you morgan do you have any friends elsewhere that you've been keeping in touch with through this or um, just... just a couple in new york but i've been trying to yeah. stay away from it um just because i find there's a lot of negativity like especially mm. the medias and stuff like that surrounding covid and you know the negative effects of it. So I've been trying to stay away from, from that mm -hmm. and focus on little Nova Scotia. Um, mm -hmm. but we're all, we're all going through the same thing. Like we're all, we're all miserable without the sports and. Yeah. And, and, you know, we don't need to get into it, but there are a lot of people, it seems like what, whatever you do nowadays, politics gets involved, whether you want it to be or not. And I don't like politics in my jujitsu to mix. So we're not even going to go there. No. Um, have you no, guys, somebody always has something to say, whatever decision you make. Somebody, yeah. Somebody's not in favor of it. So. Yeah. So yeah, there's this really cool, uh, the rogue belt thing is supposed to be coming up. I'm sure you guys have, have seen that. Are you psyched for the women that are getting to do this? Like, I know Morgan, oh. you competed and you were maybe hoping to get on it, but hopefully maybe you're an alternate or. Yeah. Um, I, I'm an alternate, but uh, I'm I'm just really excited that um, it's happening because even though it's it's a big exciting tournament that's coming up, we had to go through you know eight tournaments beforehand to get here, which means even just in those last tournaments, the the numbers of competitor women have gone up, which mm -hmm. has been nice because there's there's nothing more disappointing than you know you pay eighty dollars, you go to a tournament, you're all excited, and there's you know one two women, maybe one's a white belt, one's two hundred pounds, you know, so it's 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 really disappointing, but 
uh, I found this rogue belt really encouraged a lot of women to just go out there and compete. And it's like, you win, great. You lose, you learn something, you had fun, you met people. And now we had enough women to make a bracket in the belt, which is, I think, I think that's the real excitement behind this for me anyway. Um, so yeah, but it would be cool if, uh, if someone dropped out and I, I <laughs> <laughs> I'm not competing. But... <laughs> yeah. No, and Melissa, like you're a long time, long time referee. Like I, I don't think there's an event that or, or, or tournament that's gone by that you haven't stepped in and, and raised a couple arms in victory. If I'm <laughs> so, there, yeah. If I'm there, I will. I'll step up for sure. Yeah. So, what do you think of uh, how women's jiu-jitsu has evolved, like since the beginning? Have you seen what? It, is there anything that stands out to you that, like, you're like, wow, or? Or, well, yeah, I mean, if I think back to my very first, my very first jujitsu tournament I did was, uh, oh goodness, it would have been like uh, a long time ago, 2008, 2007. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was a baya, and I had been doing jujitsu for like eight months, maybe. And uh, there were there were no women that year. And I really, really wanted to compete. I had my heart set on it. So I went ahead in the, the lightweight men's category yeah. and, you know, got destroyed. <laughs> but um, but you know, shortly thereafter, the next year, I went to Abaya again, and there were like eight of us. Courtney Pratt was there, um, Melissa Benedict was there, and uh, some of the other people who are still training. And uh, it was awesome. And then the next year, you know, it kept growing and growing. And now when I show up, there are women who I've never met, and that—that that to me is is incredibly encouraging. That that it has grown that much in such a short period of time. That um, I used to know everybody, and now I don't. And that's what it's all about. I want as many women getting involved with this as possible. And like you said, like seeing walking into a gym and seeing people your own body type or um, or all body types, and they are in there and they're being successful at it. And that's that encourages more women to, to step up. So, yeah, is, there, <laughs> is, is there anything you guys would like to see change in the local community that would you think encourage women or, um, you know, help out women more or not? Like, I don't know, maybe you think women get too much, but what, like, is there anything you want to see that changes? Maybe Morgan? Cause you're, um, changes, not, so much I actually and again I'm biased in saying this but I really think Halifax BJJ is kind of paving the right way to encouraging more women to compete or and, and even just train and just join it and go out there because um, we don't get treated differently you know it's it's come train hard work hard uh, and you have people your own size to do it with so there's not you know oh you're a woman you have to train in this class only, or like, you have to do this one. Like, it's just come train with everybody and everyone's so accepting about it. Um, so I like that. Uh, I feel like other gyms aren't, uh, aren't, aren't keeping up with that. And that's okay if it's, if it's working for them. But I think that uh, our gym is definitely on the right path by doing that. And I know Courtney has a great like women's program as well at Pichito Kai. And you know, some women want that women's only class. So I think uh, Halifax in general is doing really well with uh, encouraging women. It can always do better, but, you know, I think I really like that our gym is, especially you, Christine, you're there. You're like, listen, I'm a brown belt. I've trained with men. You know, we're just going to train. We're going to have fun. We're going to learn. We're going to be safe. And we're a community. So. Yeah. And one thing to add to that, you know, as an instructor kind of thing, one thing I try to tell, because sometimes women can get into this, like, and I don't want to like, like crap on women, but victim mentality on the mats where you feel like you're always like getting beaten up and you know, it's so, so hard and it is hard. It's hard for everyone. And I would, I like to change the the thought process as opposed to like, I'm a woman, I'm weaker to a small person problem. Because if you talk to any of the small guys, they all experience the same thing of getting, you know, smashed and, and sort of bullied around. So instead of making it like a gender thing, like, oh, I'm a woman, you know, everyone just beats up on me. It's like, no, there are actually some smaller guys and, you know, talk to any of the teenage boys I train with and they get tossed around <laughs> just as much as, as maybe some of the, the smaller women. So 
I don't know. That's my my thought on that. What do you think, Melissa? No, that's absolutely true. And I've been I've been doing the same. Like it's not it's not a gender thing. It's a small person thing. Um, I'm I'm a light feather, so I'm I'm at, like I'm at the pretty much the bottom. And most times people are bigger than me, but there are lots of other people in in that um, situation. And uh, I went through a thing uh, for a long time, many years. In fact, I, I still fall into into it from time to time, and I have to correct myself. I went through this thing where I would apologize to people because they got stuck with me. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You have to roll with me. Oh, fear. And I was like, no, no, that's that's bullshit. Like, um, everybody has something to offer. Everybody. And I, I go through that in, my, in our club a lot, um, that you can learn from everybody. Somebody smaller, somebody bigger, somebody who's a lower belt, somebody who hasn't been training as long as you. And never discount um, anybody's abilities because there's always something to gain from that. And I think that's, I think that's, I mean, that's the, the attitude in a lot of gyms, but mm. yeah, it's not yeah. a small thing, or sorry, it's not a gender thing. It's definitely yeah. a small person. And um, one of my, um, one of my role models who I'm sure you guys know, cause I love her so much, Emily Kwok. And I, you guys have met her too. And she's just, she's not only one of the, the greatest like Canadian jujitsu female um, athletes. She's also like a, a wonderful mind and her thoughts and her, her like intentions as a teacher. And uh, one time she wrote an article actually about women um, kind of getting stuck in the women's only roles of teaching and children. And she, she was like, you know, women have a lot to offer to everyone. And so sometimes they get pigeonholed in these positions when really like we're just as great teaching everyone, not just kids and, and other women. And so that was kind of like my thought process behind not having a, a women's only class um, because sometimes the women gets kind of put off with each other off to the side and then, and then everybody just looks at them as like a separate class and a separate entity within the, within the gym. And then they always just get stuck with each other. And yeah, I just never well, wanted that. I just want to add to that. So what we, what I, what I did last year, a year and a half ago, as I um, trying to encourage women, because we were we were at a point where we um, before I had some other women join, uh, it was like myself and one other one other. So um, I really was looking for a way to encourage more people to start um, females. So I started I did a, a four to six week program for women only to get them in the door and get them comfortable with the fact because not all some women don't even know what jujitsu is all about. Yeah. And they think they want to start, but they need to even they they would feel way more comfortable just knowing these basics before they join the regular class. Mm -hmm. so that's what I did as a trial run. I did I ran three of these programs. Um, I think I, I think they were four weeks. Anyways, they it did it worked. Like they they got in, they realized that they were more comfortable with it than they thought they were, and then they joined the program with the with, with everybody else. And I think that's a, a way to bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. Morgan, are you taking notes? I am. I am. <laughs> We're gonna steal this idea. Oh, guess what, that. guys? <laughs> um, no, I I do think like there's something to be said for women's only classes, and and I, I never want to say that they're not beneficial or they're not right for some people. Um, that was just sort of like my philosophy, especially like going into starting a new school, and um, you know, uh, we only had so much class time, only so many instructors and to get like the maximum benefit, we were just like, you know what, we're just going to keep it open for everyone. But I do Absolutely. love that and idea. That's also, that's also great. That's um, so within this, this kind of uh, thought process, what advice would you give um, male training partners? Maybe we have some male training partners who um, are new or they just they're not comfortable maybe rolling with women. What would you get? What kind of advice would you give them? Morgan. <laughs> oh God, I need a time to think. <laughs> or Melissa, I'm sure you, Melissa looks like ready to go. She's like, I've been waiting for this. I've been wait I want to give this advice. <laughs> uh, uh, advice. Well, this is a really, it's a tricky one because um, you can't go too light, but you can't go too hard either. So, um, try to tell somebody that and they're just like, well, what does that mean? What am I supposed to do? Um, but I think when I, when I roll with somebody new, especially if they're, they're brand new, I always say it's going to take you less strength to move me than it does when you're rolling with the guys. So just try to adjust that. 
And normally that that strikes the right chord, and they're like, okay, I I, I think I see what you're saying. But um, also, if they go too light, then you feel like nothing's happening. So mm-hmm. um, it's a balance of, of finding that middle ground, and that's only something that you can learn with time. So yeah, what about you? What about you, Morgan? <laughs> I I definitely agree with uh, Melissa. I find. Uh, just new people in general, because I think back when I was new, I was the spaziest, craziest, trying to out-muscle everybody, and I have no muscle, but you know, <laughs> it's a part of being into a new sport, a new, like, fighting sport, and you're like, oh, my God, so I, for now, I try to avoid the big, big, big new people, um, just for safety, but uh, for my regular people who have been doing it for a while, male training partners, um, yeah, just the you don't have to give me a light role. You can still give me a fast technical, like challenge me, me role. But if I'm in your side control and you're going to reach your other arm around and just grab me and, and twist my spine over to get me off, you know what I mean? Like that's clearly just your strength or size and, and just don't do stupid things like that. Just stop. Just don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's interesting as you get up in the, in the ranks, you know, I've seen a bunch of different behavior from, from guys. And I don't think they're, I always love to give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't think people are ever trying to be, uh, do the wrong thing. Most people are trying to do the right thing. Um, sometimes I'll see like upper belt guys just flop to the side and like, kind of like, you know, almost just be like, yeah, what, what, what do you have? And I don't like that because that's kind of like, I don't know, too, like it's playful but it's it's a little bit like they want to roll like don't just flop over and lay well, on your side would they you know? do it with a male training partner that's the question yeah, they do that, yeah. That's, that's one of the things they do they're just like hey if they do it with everybody then yes maybe. yeah but if they only do it with their female training partners then maybe not yeah uh, yeah i find the higher belts like i've never i've rolled with like some of the guys that i rolled with have rolled with for eight years and wearing purple brown belts and and they i don't they don't need advice. They know what to do. Yeah, exactly. And because they've been rolling with me for eight years, when new women come in, they know what to do with, with them too. So, yeah. um, I've, I recently had, um, you know, I've had, I've, I've had to learn my voice in jujitsu. I feel like sometimes women, we're not direct enough and we're afraid of hurting people's feelings and we don't actually say what's bothering us. And this like goes into the mats too, you know? So, uh, I had, I was rolling and it was having fun, but this person was just, being a little too aggressive in it was no gi so they were like kind of tossing me around in certain situations and really throwing their weight around on top of me and it felt out of control and so when i said something they got really offended and uh and they were almost like well maybe we shouldn't roll and i was like no no we need to learn how to roll with each other like it's you and me together and like yeah we're not a good fit right now but we need to learn we need to be good training partners for each other because you know sometimes this is all we have right so um i used to be really afraid to speak up and say like please don't do that or you know because i didn't want to offend anyone or i didn't want someone not to think that i wasn't tough like that i was a baby but now i don't care <laughs> we do jujitsu yeah. <laughs> no. i really Christine, like I, when I was first starting out, like very, well, I'm still new, but when I was very first, I felt like I had something to prove. Like, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a woman, but I'm still as tough as you. But I felt like I really had to prove it when like, we don't like we, you know, you, we really don't. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. Just speak up just like, no, we'll, we'll get this. It's just, you know, you're here. I'm here. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes too, you know, especially now as a, an upper belt, I thought I would get to the point where, oh, I can just handle any, anyone and everyone. But it's it's not true. You realize like how, you know, size and strength does matter. Um, and then also uh, that sometimes like, yeah, you have to like tell people they don't know what they don't know. So it's like, okay, I'm going to educate you on maybe something that you're doing that you just don't know. And t- it makes it more fun for both of us. Yeah. Absolutely. You need that give and take. What yeah, about yeah. advice for women, other other women? Like what's what's some advice that you like to give or you think that some some female starting out or even some with experience, like what what's some advice you'd like to give? It's a tough question. I say I, I have two things. Don't be timid. Um, 
follow your instincts. I just said that to, to a gal the other day. Um, you might not know what to do in every situation yet, but um, don't don't just laugh and say that I don't know. Just figure it out. Try something. And and she did, and she's she's using that advice. Um, the other thing is don't downplay your skills, because um, I know that's easy to do is to to pretend you know that you don't um, you know what an imposter syndrome. You don't want to you don't want to think you present that you know too much, but Def, definitely don't downplay your skills because you have a lot to offer. Mm -hmm. What about you, Morgan? Um, I think the thing that I tell people the most, um, I'm not a coach by any stretch, but uh, is you have to get beat a hundred different ways doing one thing in order to not get beat by that one move again. Um, and that's something that I really struggled with, especially with I've proved myself, I've proved myself, I've proved myself. I'm going to not, I'm going to do everything possible to not let someone pass my guard. But honestly, when I accepted that I need to let someone pass my guard every single which way, 700 times, seven different ways to learn how to not let them pass my guard because I've seen every way. Um, and it's, it's, it's frustrating, you know, getting your guard passed and passed and passed and passed, you know. But once you do that, you start to form a guard you start to get better and then people start, you know, they stop passing your guard and a thing to add with your, you know, being a woman, you're weaker slash smaller. I, uh, I used to let that really drag me down. Like, Oh, I'm not weaker, but now I use it as like, I'm naturally a weaker sex or, or smaller, but that means I have to work twice as hard to be just as good as any other male blue belt. So I feel like, you know, that motivates me as in like, wow, I've worked twice as hard to get to the same level as you and now like we're on the same plane like so just keep going let someone pass your guard don't try to out muscle them just just let it happen and you'll just start learning things like you don't need to rep it a hundred times like just let someone beat you up repetitively and crush your soul and then you'll just you'll keep going. going just keep yeah. going just keep yeah. going I think one of my biggest revelations, uh, you guys kind of know, I went through a really hard thing with under recovery and sort of overtraining um, as an athlete and the toll that it took on my body. And so for me, like advice is always about rest. Um, I think especially like jujitsu and combat sports have this like warrior mentality where you must push through and you must train multiple times a day and you must like be hurting and going nuts, but it's, it's diminishing returns at a certain point. You're just only doing damage. And you know what, if you need a night off, you take a night off. If you need an extra meal, you take an, an, an extra meal, you know, just really like listening to your body, especially as you get older, you know, and like you said, longevity, you, it's all about longevity in the sport, you know, if you train that extra session in a week, in a week, your timing's off, you feel like shit, you injure yourself really badly. So then you're out longer than if you just been like, Oh, I need to rest. Every time I've gotten really injured, I had like a feeling that I shouldn't train that day. Like, Oh, I should stay home. And then I'm like, no, nah, I gotta go in. I gotta go in. And then broke my hand, you know? So Funny story. I broke my wrist once three weeks before uh, a big tournament and I had a feeling that night. I was like, I shouldn't go. I just shouldn't go. But I was like, no, no, that tournament's coming up. And I, I broke my wrist in three places. Um, just doing something stupid, stupid mistake. And, you know, wasn't able to go. So, yeah. yeah. And, and this gut instincts are there for a reason. Yeah. And this kind of brings me into another thing is we're all coaches here as well as, you know, um, students. I don't think you ever stop being a student, but sometimes your role changes to coaches. Morgan teaches our tiny tots. And then of course you have a whole team, Melissa. Um, how does like teaching and coaching uh, change your perspective or how has it changed your perspective? Um, for me, I, I, love, I love coaching. I love coaching so much. I, uh, when I first started coaching, uh, I think I was actually still a blue belt, um, which is a great place to start because you, you get to analyze stuff, you get to break stuff down um, and think about really, I was taught this way, but I, 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 maybe I've modified it and I do it a slightly different way, but why do I do it that way? And does it work? And if it does work, why does it work? And then people ask you questions 
and you have to you have to know the answer. And if you don't know the answer, then you have to break it down again. So I think that is incredibly helpful for a person's game. Um, I think coaching is one of the, the best ways to improve your game. Um, you know, drilling, coaching, and rolling. You got to do all three. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So. And how does it feel, Morgan, to be like you're a new coach? You probably you haven't been in this role for a long time, but how are you liking it? Like, what's what's going on with the little ones? Um, it's really exciting, and it's really um, sorry, it's really exciting, and I find that uh, it's been able to break my jujitsu down more because I don't know if anyone has ever tried to teach a four year old how to shrimp versus an adult. Like it's, it's <laughs> been there. Like an adult messes it up a couple times, but they get the gist. But it's like a four year old. It's like you really got to be like, we're gonna sit on our butt. We're gonna make the L shape. And now we're going to like do an animal movement to the side. Like, it's just crazy. And, you know, you could be as specific as take your left arm and put it right here and they'll still mess it, mess it up. And you're just, you got to just try to think of different ways to like break it down. And then kids are all different sizes. So you'll get a four-year-old that looks like a two-year-old or a four-year-old that looks like an eight-year-old. So you got to try to help them manage the move. But I find when I break it down, that's, simple it'll come to me sometimes like whoa maybe i should try that <laughs> maybe that might work for an adult to learn it too yeah yeah so um i it's definitely challenging but i love it um and i i think it's making me a better more patient um roller practitioner person <laughs> i find I, I watch other instructors and i kind of steal the best things from all of them you know anyone who's ever taught me a class I've stolen something from them uh, <laughs> have you stolen something from me <laughs> uh definitely your uh your loop chokes <laughs> oh yeah and and just like yeah I find so one of the things when I was researching a little bit on how to teach because uh, me I need to know the best or the best way for me how to do stuff and they say women and I think this is true we have a more collaborative approach generally. So if you do one of my classes, I like ask lots of questions. I give the why. Um, and I, ha- I have to know why too. I can't just teach something. I don't know why I'm doing it. And yeah. so, um, a lot of people, especially the women, I teach fundamentals one, which is like super basic beginners. And I teach everybody exactly why they're doing every single warm up move through to like, uh, you know, all the little basics and people will come to me like, I never knew that. And I'm like, yes. And now you'll never forget. Yeah. I love but because I, I remember when I first joined him, they made us do these shrimps down the wall and then these, you know, all these weird movements, you know, butt scoots and all that. I'm like, why are we doing this ridiculous warm up? Like, can't I just do some jumping jacks, you know, stretch it out. And then it wasn't until I came to Halifax Beach today and especially your classes, like they're just so broken down and so logical that now I'm like, oh, I need to do a hundred million shrimps because that's literally my whole game on the bottom is shrimp escape, 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 you know? <laughs> so I like knowing why. And I found it made me, I started excelling way faster because I knew why. I don't know. <laughs> I love your classes. <laughs> oh, but women and, and women and men, we all learn differently. And I'm not a visual learner at all. You know, I can't watch videos and then just go and do it. I need to actually feel it on me. So if, if I'm going to learn a move, like like scissor sweeps, I had to be scissor swept like a million times to for me to even understand to begin to do it because I, I have to feel it. I don't know how to explain it. I can't just watch it. Watching it, I'm no good. I don't know. How do you learn, Melissa? Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I, do, I do take snippets from stuff I see. Um, and I, and I practice it and uh, I get frustrated easily though. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you take a snippet you see on, on, on YouTube or something and you try it five times and it doesn't work and you give up. But I mean, of course it, you're gonna give up. Of course it doesn't work. You've only tried it five times. So, um, but I do, I've, I've actually some of my favorite things I, I have um, over the years practiced them enough that they were they were YouTube snippets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I can learn that way. Yeah. But I'm definitely also an auditory uh, learner. So if somebody says your left hand needs to rotate a little bit, I'll be like, okay, now that makes sense. <laughs> so uh, uh, um, coaching like that, I really enjoy. 
Yeah. Um, one of the best uh, coaches we ever had, he's a young guy, um, brown belt right now out of Marcelo's. And he studies under um, one of their famous like minds, Paul Schreiner, but his name is Nick Salas. And he taught a class. And one thing I learned from him was how to teach a technique using the least amount of words possible. Because he is so succinct. Like everything he said, every word had a purpose and it made sense. And it was so easy. Everyone was getting it. Cool. It, was, it was amazing. I do well, not have, I have to come take a class. Huh? Yeah, I, I do not have that talent. Um, but I think it's always cool to see other people's talents. And speaking of inspirations, do you like how I'm like winding this all in? <laughs> so who inspires you? Like who, who, who do you look at in our community or a larger community? Well, who's inspiring you maybe just right now even? You. Um, I think a big one who has been and always will be, not to like suck up, but it's definitely been you, Christine. Just oh, to God. see like so I can I can sit here and people like BJJ women worlds and all this foolishness and like it's yeah, okay, cool. You're someone I don't know, you're probably have money and all this stuff. But to see someone actually come from like Nova Scotia, you know, back when you were training there was like not a lot of women and you you still made it to brown belt now to win worlds at brown belt and you're still you're so humble but (laughs) But still like you're still you're so humble you're so good you and you know when to rest you know when not and oh it's a learning yeah so um but if we're talking about famous people i've definitely been following uh fiance because the game is oh yes and uh, she's the bomb yeah what about you melissa Oh, um, I'm inspired by my my Atlantic Coast, uh, Atlantic Canadian teammates, and that's you guys. I'm always like inspired by the other women in my own community, um, the people that I've I've trained with, um, even going to open mats like the women's only open mats. I love that because um, you know women roll differently, so and they inspire me to do different things. I yeah, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, but as far as superstars, I've always been a Beatrice Mosquita fan. She's inspired me since I was a blue belt. I've always loved her. I got to watch her compete once, um, and so that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I I have a lot of inspirations. You know, I Emily Kwok is probably, like, my, my favorite. And it was very surreal. I remember uh, when I was a white belt, she was having a baby, and she posted like a photo on her on her Facebook of her baby's nursery. And I wrote underneath, oh, my God, I wish I was Emily Kwok's baby because this nursery is so cool. And then she like wrote underneath. And I remember that being such a thrill that she even like responded to my comment. And then now she's been in our gym a few times and I've gotten to roll with her. And and I almost consider her a friend. I hope she considers me a friend. But um, but yeah. Your good. yeah, but that, that was that's pretty amazing. But in terms of like other, you know, I, I do want to give a shout out because um, we're going to wrap up in a couple minutes, but uh, you don't get anywhere in this sport without support and help from other people. And, you know, the women wouldn't be anything without the men. And I always want to give a huge shout out to the men that have like encouraged us, have been our like shoulders to cry on because I've cried on a few. And um, some of the coaches out there who love watching like uh, Jarrett McIntosh and Rorson and Pictou County, they're super supportive of their women and even they are supportive of women they don't even know. Um, Marmac has like a cool crew. They're super supportive um, in New Brunswick. Who else am I missing? You know, uh, oh, Courtney Pratt and the Bushido Kai or MXT, super supportive. I mean, she's... She's a female, but her guys are used to training with women. So, um, yeah. And I, I just, you know, are there any dudes or guys you want to sh- throw a shout out to that has shown you support over the years that you think it's worthwhile noting? I, I, I say Chris and Josh from Rogue for sure. Yeah. Um, guys always support women in their, in their tournaments. And yep. they've shown me an incredible amount of support personally. And so I would definitely have to give a shout out to them. And oh, my yeah. own who, yeah. who obviously are um, supportive as fuck. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. John, they, John, they really John, are. John Foster at Avaya, mm-hmm. he's he's great too. Um, Morgan, anyone you want to shout uh, out to? 
I mean, I love all our coaches, but personally, definitely um, Joel and Josh Presley, um, because when I first started coming and I'd come in the mornings and it, it would just be us three, but it'd still be good hard roles. It was, you know, it was so welcoming. And to this day, like, I think me and Presley have the best roles in the morning and he's, he's a black belt. He's obviously way, way, way better than me, but he, he pushes me and he gives me good roles and he's constantly, you know, I don't know. He's just, he's my favorite rolling partner, I think. Um, but yeah, so those two have definitely been amazing. Um, yeah. Thanks. Did we lose Christine? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Can't hear you. We lost her. We oh, lost her. I would guess her phone died. I would oh, guess no. or something like that. But you're right on a good point there, Morgan. You just finished it just in time. Amazing. Any other points you want to give out there? Any other shout outs? I'm like totally, I was listening and then I, I stopped. I was over there making a sandwich and I came back and I caught the last. So any anything no, else? She's I, probably going to be right back. A shout out there, Derek. You've been, uh, when I started, decided to, I wanted to be a referee. I went and I took a course uh, in Toronto and, and you and John, you made sure that I was always on the map when I, when I was first starting. And that was, oh. that was pretty nice when I was trying to shift from, you know, more coaching and reffing. Uh, so well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Here, here's Christine. Sorry, right. te technical difficulties. Uh, I somehow got booted off, but here I am back again. Um, yeah, I missed the end of your question, but I can, or your answer, Morgan, but I can only assume that it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just talking up our guys. No big deal. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, thanks, Kat, Derek, for uh, jumping on there and saving me without when I left. Um, this was super awesome. This was kind of like a little bit of like a pet project of mine to do. Um, like I say before, as females, we don't often get a chance to share our voices and thoughts and opinions, especially in the combat community. And uh, all we want is the opportunity. You know, that's what equality means for me. It just means give me the opportunity. And if I suck and get booted off air and then you never want to have me back, that's totally fine. But um, <laughs> no, but I, I think like really what it comes down to is just offering people opportunities. If they succeed, that's amazing. If they don't, then, you know, that's okay. But um, we've had this great opportunity come about tonight. And thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having us, uh and cat and uh, yeah, yeah, and I, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity, and it was nice to be at. Yeah, and and uh, hopefully we can do this again. Um, and maybe once we're all rolling again, and coronavirus is we got a vaccine or something, it's less. Um, you know, and you know, thank you so much. You guys rock. And uh, again, hopefully we do this again. Thank you, Derek, so much. And. Do you want to take over and say goodbye? <laughs> no, well, I, I think you're probably, you're like, how do I end this now? Yeah, I'm like, uh... <laughs> yeah, I think every, like you, all three of you, thank you for coming on. Again, you're a big part of the community and, and everything you said, I think is very valid and, you know, hit the head, hit, hit, I don't know what I'm trying to say, hit the nail right on the head. And it's, it's super important. Like I really find that interesting about the, the rolling with the girl, uh, the female partner aspect, uh, because I struggle with that personally. I'm a brown belt and I really struggle with it. Cause like, personally I sit in, in like in side control a lot or uh, half guard a lot anyway with, but I definitely myself struggle with that. Like, do I, am I going too hard? Am I going too soft? I don't want to offend some like so it's i was really interested in that and really uh think it was a lot of great information there so the floor is yours anytime you want to do this anytime you want to it's weekly monthly whatever it is however you want to do it i think it's super important and uh, you did a great job all three of you and the community needs you so keep it up thank you derek Thanks all right Pat. all right girls we'll have a wonderful night we'll see you soon see you, thank you. See ya. all right bye that was great. Fantastic episode. Uh, I think the start of something new and the start of something that could uh, last a long time. Uh, again, like I said to Christine and Melissa, both like there, there's people in the community that, that can host a show and do a real good job. And I'm super proud of them because they came on. They did a really good job. Uh, sounded really great and some really wonderful information that uh, we all can use move, moving forward. So I think uh, 
you know, whether it's a monthly show or whatever they, they plan to do, I think it, it can be big and hopefully we can convince Christine to come back on. And I think she did a great job and hopefully she feels the same way as well. So anyway, folks, uh, this episode again was uh, sponsored by our friends at Datsu Sarah, check them out. DSgear.com, uh, 100% antimicrobial blah, 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 and made with hemp. Uh, been big supporters of the East Coast scene here and all the events. So uh, a great episode. Shout out to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, shout out to the Rogue Grappling team there that they were talking about. Going to put on a great event here in August. Uh, so keep up the great work, everybody in the community. Keep uh, doing what you can, what you can do. Uh, stay happy. Stay loving. I don't know what that means. Uh, but if you can be anything in this world, folks, be kind. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to hit that subscribe button. As always, thanks to our friends and sponsors. Without you, none of this is possible.